Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents The Howard Miller Show. And now here with music on record is Howard Miller. Thank you very much, friendly old companion. That was the smiling voice of Eddie Joyce speaking for the Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum folks. And this is Howard Miller at... uh, Our little old studio is here in the city of Chicago, WBBM, that's radio, and it's still about, you know, because today we're going to prove it to you. We're going to switch up to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we're going to have the pleasure of presenting Miss Gail Storm, a great star of movies, of television, and now a brand new facet of her endeavors, singing star for the Dot Record Company. All that comes in just a moment or two, but first let's listen to a little bit of music with Peter Lynn Hayes and Mary Healy, a real happy record called Rememberin'. That's Peter Lynn Hayes and Mary Healy with a wonderful Columbia record known as Remembering. Well, of course, I know that most of you gals will be doing your grocery shopping today because after the long and I hope pleasant weekend that you've spent with your family and loved ones, chances are the larder is just a little bit empty like old Mother Hubbard. You're going to have to do a lot of the grocery shopping to replenish the lost harvest. Now, when you go out to your favorite grocery store today or drug counter, I hope that you'll remember to put on top of your shopping list a product that we're awfully proud to boast about, Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. Because if you want top quality in all the food products that you buy for your family, you'll certainly have to finally get over to the counter where they sell Wrigley Spearmint. You see, there's nothing finer, nothing more refreshing. You know what we like to do around our household every so often is to serve Wrigley Spearmint chewing gum at each plate. And then after the evening meal, when you finish your dinner and get in ready to watch television or listen to radio for the night, 
you have the pleasant repast that always makes for such delightful relaxation. Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. You'll like it because it's the best. Well, up in Minneapolis at our CBS sister station, WCCO up there, is a very charming young lady by the name of Miss Gail Storm. And before we let Gail say even a word, I want to acknowledge that a few moments ago when we went on the air, I started saying that we're speaking from our NBC studios. And the reason that I did is because I realized, of course, that Gail Storm's great fame comes from a television show which is on NBC, and we're very happy to give a plug to it. Gail, how are you? Well, I'm fine, Howard, and I think that's real big of you. <laughs> well, it's big of management <laughs> if they let me show up here tomorrow. <laughs> Gail, My Little Margie, of course, has been a tremendous success story for you, hasn't it? Well, it certainly has, Howard. It's opened more doors for me and, well, just given me a, a wonderful new career. Actually, there was another door that was open for you, as it opened for me when Mr. Wrigley decided that he would sponsor one of our shows. How did you happen to get your first start? Well, I was going to tell you that we had something in common like that. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't name one of the children uh, Howard. Huh. That always helps, too. Yes. But I figured that since I didn't do that that I would tell you about my association with Wrigley. Wonderful. Uh, when I was in uh, school in Houston, Texas, I lapsed back to my southern accent, mm -hmm. uh, I entered a contest that Jesse Lasky was touring the United States with called The Gateway to Hollywood. And uh, he got talent from all over and took them to Hollywood. And they had a 13-week uh, radio show where each week some of the contestants were eliminated until they boiled it down to the finalists. And that was sponsored by your sponsor, yes, the Wrigley Company. Yes, so I have a real soft spot in my heart for them. I'll bet that you do have. Now, Gail, uh, you were in uh, Texas University, was that it? Oh, no, sir. I was just in school, kindergarten. Oh, just was. in... in Oh, that's right, sure, because this was way back in, what, about 45, about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Well, it was longer ago than that. Was now, it? Now, you see, you would have to ask me. It was, let me see, it was New Year's of 1940 you, that I won the contest. And then have, has California and Hollywood been your home ever since? Uh, yes, it has. Well, now, your intention then, of course, was basically movies because television hadn't uh, reared its head on the scene of our activity. But since television and since, of course, the great success of My Little Margie, most of your efforts uh, are along those lines, aren't they? Yes, that's right, they have been, because when you go into a TV series, uh, you really don't find time to do a motion picture. No, that's right. Are all those um, shows filmed now? Yes, uh, they're, they're, uh, you mean, have they, have, are they finished being filmed? No, or I mean, they they, they're not live telecasts, they are no. all filmed telecasts. No, that's right, we film ours exactly as a motion picture is Uh-huh. How long does it take ordinarily for you to complete one of those half-hour shows? It takes three days, and if it takes longer than that, the producer just, well, his ulcer gets in terrible condition. Well, how do you account for the fact, Gail, that movies, which only run uh, normally about twice as long as a half-hour television show, frequently take four and five and six weeks to shoot? There's no more perfection in the making of a movie than there is in the making of a television show, is there? Well, no, actually, I don't think there is, but uh, it, it requires, it's sort of a specialized thing. It's, yes. it's wonderful to see a TV crew in operation, uh, you know, a film TV crew, because they have it down to a science. Where well, we can assume, therefore, that probably management, production management, is a little bit better than in the filming of a television show than it is in the making of a movie. Well, I think it has to be, Howard. Yes, the expenses are so exorbitant, of course. Uh-huh. Well, now, uh, your trip up to Minneapolis, where we have the opportunity of talking to you and visiting with you, is in the interest of that show, isn't it? Yes, that's right. It's opening here. My Little Margie is uh -huh. opening a series up there on one of the television stations. Uh-huh, tonight. Would you like to plug the sponsor? You may. Well, um... Maybe you'd rather not. You know, I don't know who the sponsor is. I haven't gotten around to meeting the sponsor Oh, that's right. Yet, in, every market, in every market, it's sponsored by a different... Uh, <laughs> that's right. Client, you see, this, this is sponsored uh, locally. I see. Well, then it's understandable. Now, Gail, you've also had another door open up for you, and I think it's probably one of the most exciting things that you've taken on as a challenge in your young life, and that's to become a girl singer. 
Where did you get this background for being able to sing so well? Well, uh, the first time I sang, uh, Howard, uh, well, I'll tell you this, first of all. My husband says that singing is my sole sincere desire. Uh-huh. Isn't that profound? Certainly is. But uh, Sounds stentorian. Well, I... Oh, I'm glad you used that word. <laughs> I must remember to look that up so I'll know if I'm glad or mad. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm, I sound like I'm kidding about it, but I'm really not. Singing has been a thing that I have wanted to do since I was just about knee-high, and I've uh, gotten sidetracked into the other, uh, well, I shouldn't call it sidetracked, but my career seemed to go in the other direction. And yes. when, I, when I went to Monogram, when I, very, when I first went out to uh, California, uh, they wanted to make musicals. So they suggested that I should be able to sing. So I sang in some of their, uh, uh, old college pictures. Yes. I was a college girl for years over there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, then I sort of went into dramas and things before I entered TV. But still, I, I wanted, you know, really wanted this, this singing career. Yes. So I started to study classical singing, which I studied for, uh, uh, six years. Well, then you did have a lot of formal coaching or teaching on it. Yes, I did. And you can imagine how much it helped me to be able to sing Un Bel D when I started to do I Hear You Knocking. From Aida. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, how did Randy Wood from the Dot Record Company happen to come across your path and sign you, Gail? Well, I, I think that's real interesting, too. Uh, I had I had been interested in uh, a record career and or attempting it, and uh, I sort of kept my ear to the ground to see if I could uh, find the thing that would be right. And I don't believe in rushing into anything. No. I believe in waiting until things develop for themselves. And uh, I'd talked to several record companies who were interested in signing me to a contract, but I just, I didn't feel right about it quite. Mm. And uh, one time when I did a guest spot with Gordon McRae on the Colgate show, uh, Randy's little girl, Linda, who's 10, and she's a Margie fan, was watching, and she said, Hey, Daddy, Margie's singing. So Daddy came in, thank goodness. <laughs> That's the youngest talent scout in the history of the industry. Yes, sir. Well, let's listen to this uh, swell record that you made then for Dot, and it looks like it's going to be a big hit, Gail, which means just another wonderful challenge and acceptance and conquering for you. Miss Gail Storm, her Dot recording, I Hear You Knocking. You went away and left me long time ago now you come back knocking at my door i hear you knocking but you can't come in i hear you knocking go back where you been i begged you not to go but you said goodbye now you come back telling all those lies. I hear you knocking. When you miss me so
you be Because your love's no good to me I hear you knocking But you can't come in Gail Storm with her dot recording, a fine one indeed, called I Hear You Knocking. Well, Gail, how long are you going to be up in Minneapolis? Well, I'm leaving tomorrow, Howard. And then making a tour of the entire country? No, I'm going to Cleveland, and then I'm going to come to Chicago to see you. And we'll have an opportunity <laughs> of having you on our television show from CBS on Friday of this week. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Gail, and the best of luck to you up there. Regards to all my good friends in Minneapolis. It's a wonderful city. I know that you'll enjoy I better say St. Paul, too, or there'll be a lot of people awfully mad with me. Oh, you certainly should. Minneapolis, St. Paul, two wonderful twin cities up there in Minnesota. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, Gail Storm. Bye, and thank you, Howard. Thank you. That was Miss Gail Storm speaking from our WCCO studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, or it might be across the river in St. Paul. I'm not certain just where our location is, but I do want to assure you of one thing, that you'll be able to find the location of the closest counter where they sell the finest product in all the world, Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. You make certain you get some today. We'll see you tomorrow, same time. Bye-bye, everyone, from Howard Miller at CBS in Chicago. You've just heard the Howard Miller Show with music on records brought to you from Chicago by Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Be sure and join Howard Miller tomorrow at this same time when his guests will be Dave Kapp, head of the Kapp Recording Company, and Roger Williams with his great hit recording, Autumn Leaf. This is the CBS Radio Network.